Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Welcome to Girl Chat! (laughs) We haven't seen you guys in a long time. This is Natalina, the CEO and the founder of Rise Up For You. Yes! That did sound very fancy. Very professional. Thank you. Introduce yourself, you guys. It's been like five months. (laughs) We're here in spirit. Hello. This is Desi. Friend of a CEO and, oh my gosh. and entrepreneur Eating a chocolate pretzel. It's so good. And she gave it to me and I am blessed right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's that white chocolate too with that chocolate drizzle. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Hi, I'm Jessica. <laughs> Just enjoying the show here, people. We haven't talked to you guys in a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. We decided to take a little bit of a break because there was just so many amazing things happening and we're ready to jump back into it. So this is our first episode for June and I think we're going to be doing this once a month, possibly twice a month, but for sure once a month. And it's going to be longer and probably full of a lot more laughter. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) For real, though. Yeah. And pretzels. The chocolate pretzels. They are so good. Yes. Just hit my spirit right. So before we jump into things, how's it going? How's everything? Life is good. Busy and good. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Just crazy busy, you know, with life and career and all sorts of wonderful things and just trying to figure out what my name is. But, you know, life's good. And- what do you mean what your name is? Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, waking up going, what's my name today? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and going, who am I? What am I doing in life? Okay, this is what day, this is this year, it's this time, it's this time zone. I'm here. Great. I love that you're just winging it every day, though. You know? And I okay just, with it. I'm, a, you know, I'm winging it and I'm okay with it. And I've come to the realization that if I'm supposed to have it, I'm going to. And if I'm not supposed to have it, I won't. And I, you know, I'm just, there's a lot of freedom that comes with that realization that I'm just like, yeah. hey, wow, I'm just wading through the water here. <laughs> it's great. That's so awesome, I got, man. you know, there's great people in my life and I'm just. You have a lot of great man. opportunities. Though. I, you, have a, you have an audition tomorrow, right? I or do. Did I make that up? Okay. Well, I, well, I won't by, by the time this airs, but. I do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I do have an audition tomorrow. <laughs> well, you'll probably have an audition that day, too. So uh-huh. Speaking it out to the universe. <laughs> yeah, no, but I have an audition tomorrow, and it's been really good. I was talking to Jessica about it today that I'm just starting to get into seriously, like, auditioning, and, and that I haven't, like, I'm still in that place where... Like, I'm finding my footing, so, like, I'm like, oh, okay, so these are the things that you do in an audition. Because one thing that, I forget who I was talking to, but I realized that, like, as a performer and coming from a performer's background, I learn easier by doing, and I never could put that 
on it of like, oh, that's why I learn easier by doing something because obviously learn to choreography and then you do it and then it sticks in your muscle memory. Right. So I'm like, okay, so each time I go to one of these auditions and I'm like, oop, I shouldn't hit that note. Oop, too early in the morning for that, but that's okay. Um, it's good because I'm like, okay, this is what I know for next time. So I'm just getting these learning tools to build on and I'm trying as nervous as I get because it's always nerve wracking to, to go and audition for people I'm finding that even though the nerves are there I'm not worried about booking jobs because well I mean I got bills to pay so that's I should book some jobs but I'm not the worry isn't there because again I know if it's the right job for me I'm gonna get it and that it doesn't have anything to do with me personally it's all about do I fit that role can I tell that story right Right. So it's so it's more like I'm just really for some reason in a peaceful place, interestingly enough, like more so than I've been in a really long time because it's just like you're just living it. I'm just living, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just living it. So it's it's really nice and I get to hang out with great people and see friends that are family or family as most people call it. <laughs> family. Uh, that chosen family as I like to call it, you know. <laughs> but I like that you're taking the risk anyways. A lot of people wouldn't. They would be scared to go to the audition in the morning because you're scared that they're going to crack and then feel like they're failing and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I like that you're learning through the process mm-hmm. as opposed to letting it prevent you from doing anything. All I want to do for a living is tell stories in whatever avenue that is available. So if that's acting, if it's singing, if it's playing the drums, if it's directing, if it's producing, if it's writing, whatever it is. So I know that going into it. And so that makes me know that it's something that I'm passionate about and something that I honestly want to do. And so, again, with like those learning kinds of things, like my mom even said to me, she called me before my last audition in the morning before I woke up. Granted, she's in the other room, but she called me on the, on the telephone. On the telephone. Now, granted, I will give her this. She called me on the phone because she knew that it would wake me up if she called me. Love so her she that. called me to make, make sure I was awake. And she said, you know, it takes four hours for your voice to fully wake up. And in my mind, I went, uh-huh. And I went to that audition and sure enough, tried to go up for that note where I went out on that ledge. Miss Rita Louise Watson and that ledge did not catch me and I said "Mm, okay so then I went home and my mother's conversation played back in my head and I said okay takes your voice four hours to wake up with teas and water I'm gonna do that next time So it's so again. So learning what happened? Process. So you cracked on spot in front of the, the directors. Mm-hmm. Like, was it like a big crack, or did you fall out of it? Because when you say crack, you usually people can't tell. You know what right. I mean? Like, you fall out of it. Yeah, it's not. Or crack like, like, was it like people. a legit? It's not normal crack. people crack. Yeah. I mean, well, it was like a cry in your voice <laughs> that people think is style. They're like, oh, that was really unique. And then everybody starts copying it. Yeah. Oh, you know. No. <laughs> well, I yes. uh, see. I'm not sure because see, for in it, I was like, oh man cracked but then I don't know if it had the same vibe outside but you know how you crack or you mess up or you do something wrong and then internally you just get that fire of like and then you like do something else and you're like vocally or you you go for something else so so, I mean we'll see what happens but I you know I've tried to really 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 just tell them that they made me feel like a natural woman and I apparently was feeling it that morning and my voice wasn't feeling me, so it's okay. To they natural women react. are not perfect. Uh, to the crack? <laughs> yeah. Or to the, the crack? Let's say both. Did they react to the crack? Uh, 
I don't know because I was so you were in your mind. I was in my in my in my mode. What about to you? Did they react to what you did, or they just said thank you and no? Yes. They reacted to me, and, you know, and asked to hear the second song. So <gasps> well, that's good. I mean, you know, so yeah. What was the second song? The the song that they had asked me to prepare. Oh. So I was supposed to prepare like one two songs on my own, and then they sent one also. To what was prepare. the song? I don't know if I'm allowed to. Am I allowed to say? Yes. I don't know. It was did for, you sign a non-disclosure agreement? Yeah, I, I did not. Then we are good. <laughs> like a new show that we can't know about? Or oh, no, no, no. It was Circle Life. Oh. So. So you auditioned for Lion King? Hong Kong Disney. Oh, okay. Hong Kong Disney. Okay. Yeah. When did you audition? Uh, a couple weeks ago. When do you oh, find well, out? When do you find out? I don't know. Because now it runs through my agency, whereas before when I didn't have representation, they would just call me. Oh, yeah. So now they call them. So I just kind of walk away from it and if I hear I hear and if I don't I don't so I hope you get it you'd be perfect right thank you so I mean we'll see and but the it's not till like I don't think it's till later I think it's like in the fall or something that the contract happens so okay so we'll see but until then like I said I'm here ready to go Jesus I think that's a good segue into what I wanted to talk about today which was basically having purpose in your career and being able to be a part of something that is more than just a paycheck. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I'm working with a lot of clients. I'm coaching a lot of women, as you guys know, in confidence and career. And one of the main things that we talk about is them feeling stuck or stifled in their career and wanting to move on or wanting to do something different where they're at so that they feel alive. Not that they're just you know going to work from nine to five and getting a paycheck and then leaving and going to work nine to five. It becomes very draining and it becomes very lifeless for a lot of people. And But the thing that is happening, the pattern that I'm noticing with some of the women that I'm working with is they feel bad. Like they feel bad moving on or they feel guilty that they, you know, that they want to leave or the opposite of that is that they don't know how to leave. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable. There's benefits. You know, you get that salary and it can be very daunting and scary to take the leap. So I just want, I wanted to throw that out there with you guys and see if there was a time that you can remember where you took the leap and you were just like, this is not for me anymore. And you left or, you know, and I, and I think you started off great at talking about what you're doing and that you're not stressed about it because you love what you're doing and you're telling stories. So you're winning every day when you go to auditions, even if you don't land the gig because you're doing what you love. Like there's a purpose. So you're going in there and you're telling a story and if they receive the story, great. And if they don't receive the story, it doesn't matter. You still got it out there. <laughs> I think when your spirit starts to get unsettled, it's something, it's really something that you have to pay attention to. Having been a casting director at a large corporation, <laughs> <laughs> very happy corporation, um, which I thought would have been my dream job, really was not. I was... I started not sleeping. I didn't feel good. I would. I was stressed out all the time. And I realized this is not how I operate. I, I am normally a pretty relatively happy person. And I was not that way, feeling that way. I mean, it was just eating me up. And I found that when I was casting, I was wanting to cast myself more and more. You know, I'm like, get off the stage. Get off the stage. I'll do it. Yes. It just got to a point where I needed to leave. And it, I mean, I was getting paid great money it was security I had benefits I you know and I was a single mom at the time so I mean there was a lot at stake but as I looked at it 
for my daughter, I didn't want her to ever be in a place where she wasn't happy and wasn't comfortable because that's not where you're supposed to be. I have a feeling the universe has a way of mm-hmm. teaching us certain lessons. I'm like, okay, I, no. And, um, and there was a reason why I was feeling like I needed to sing and perform more. So I got out of the casting side of things and was scared crapless and then wound up soon after going back to school full time. And then at the same time, I wound up getting a job full time as well over at that particular company singing over there. And I loved it. It was craziness. But I loved it. I never learned more from a performing gig. But did you feel was, guilty or when you left or what did you or was sure. it just like you just knew like it's done? I did feel guilty in the sense that I felt like I've got this child who's depending on me. I was more guilt for that. I didn't have a whole lot of guilt for the people because there's that was part of the reason I wanted to go. But I had I had to do what was best. I, my spirit was just unsettled, and when I did. It just felt good. None of it made sense, and I was scared crapless, but it was just like, oh, but this feels so right. I don't have that sick feeling in the pit of my stomach anymore. And I have friends that, like, whether it's the people that they're working with that are causing it or whether it's just the job themselves, I can't imagine going in every single day and hating what you do. I just can't imagine doing People do it all the time. I know, and it's amazing to me. Yeah. (laughs) Because I would, I, my personality, it would make me ill. You know, my body would force me out of that but one way or another. Just because it, it, you know, I think I, I had a job at like some place in the mall where I had to stand in front and greet people. I think I lasted two days because I'm like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had to, and I wound up getting a different job that I loved. But I think you have to listen to that because the universe has a way of saying this is what you're supposed to be doing or this certainly is not where you're supposed to be. Doing. I learned so much while I was there at that company, and there were some friends that I still have that I am still, and this was years and years and years ago, incredible friends. And I think that was the reason I was there. I, so I took that knowledge with me, I took those friends with me, and skedaddled. But it was scary. It yeah. was really scary. I think that a lot of people to forget that their passions change throughout their life. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, what might be a good fit for you when you're 20 years old and you get your first job leaving college? In five years, that might not be a good fit for you anymore. Correct. And I yeah. think that a lot of times people try to force that. Like, you know, I got my degree in psychology, so I'm going into that field because that's what I got my degree in, that's what I'm an expert in, and that's what I'm doing. But then 10 years later, they might really not like what they're doing, and they're just chucking the work every single day. And I think that sometimes as people, we forget to follow our intuition and understand that we change as people. Yes. Yeah. So even though you got a degree in one thing when you were 20... When you're 30, that might not be what you like anymore. And I think that it's okay to make that leap and to change and to reconnect with yourself and figure out what's my purpose and what do I like to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think that this is one of the most difficult things for people when they're working in their career is that they go into this mindset of instead of it being work that they love, it's now I'm going to work so that I can live so that I can get that paycheck, get the medical benefits as opposed to living to work there have been especially for there's a lot going on with our family and with my oldest daughter and the benefits and the security of having the are necessary and because what she's doing and what are is important for our family trumps so me being 100 percent comfortable sometimes that happens but i know it's not permanent it's just okay. This is I got to make it through step baby step my way out of this tunnel. But currently, you really love what you do. Mm-hmm. Halfway, 
No, I do. I do because before my all my love came from performing. Right. Now nurturing that in others is really rewarding. I like that side of it. And everything that I've went through with my daughter and everything else actually has I'm been able to incorporate that kind of in what right. I do. So that part has been nice. I mean, I love the people I work with, so I can't complain. You're fortunate because you're in a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. So you're in a position that you love, you find purpose in it, but you also get the, the benefits and the salary with it that is what people are wanting. Yes. I miss the performing sometimes. There are parts that I miss, but when I feel that, I have to fill it in another way. And I usually can off go, you know, to this person, hey, you got you know, are you doing a big singing session and yeah, or I'll put it out there to a couple of people, hey, if anybody needs somebody to come and sing, then and I can fill it that way. So when my spirit needs it, I can find it. <laughs> so it's become more of a hobby for you though. It's funny because I would still define myself as a, a singer. singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm always working on it so I don't lose it. But it's not in the majority of the hours of the day that I'm doing. It's more nurturing that in others for right now. And that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that you still call yourself a singer. Because, obviously, you know, I, I came from that. But I don't today. When people ask me what I do, I say that I'm a coach. Is that where your love and passion is? That's where my love and passion is. I'm a career and confidence coach. Mm-hmm. And I work with, I coach people. Even if I'm still working in the music world, I'm still coaching them. Like yeah. I'm coaching performers or I'm coaching singers. So whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm in that coaching realm. But I had somebody say, well, are you still a singer? Do you sing? I think they wanted me to sing for one of their events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They knew me from Rise Up For You. Uh-huh. So they were doing research on me specifically. But they came across some of my videos as a singer. <laughs> like from years ago. <laughs> and they're like, well, do you still sing? And I'm like, I mean, I sing. I I didn't lose my voice but no I'm not like singing and performing every day well would you sing at this event (laughs) (laughs) and you said yes right I told them to give me more information and we'll see if it's a good fit okay (laughs) but no my initial response is yes I sing but right now my profession is not a singer no if I had my every option available and like not having responsibilities I would go into singing 100% but maybe, really? Yes. But I think being with, I wouldn't trade my family. Now that my, you enter my family into it and my husband's hours and this works for that. And so I'm still able to feed my spirit that way. But it's very important to me to continue to say that I'm a singer because that is my heart and my soul. But I just, and I don't let go of it. I still perform when I need to, but... Is it the singing part that you really love or the actual performing part, like getting on stage in front of other people or just singing? It wouldn't really matter because I love singing in the studio and I love doing that kind of stuff and I love being on stage. Being on stage is way more comfortable for me because you're feeding off the energy and being more empathetic probably. That's, yeah. Then that helps me to be able to, you know, I can do a lot more. When you're in the studio, sometimes they just say, okay, we need it to sound sad. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, they get very, very strict on what they want sometimes. But no matter what I'm doing in singing, I love learning. I love singing in all aspects of singing, including how to sing and how the voice works. Equally as fascinating to me. I love all of it. But it's actually the mechanism of singing that is your to your core yeah it fills my spirit yes and I have to I know that wow yeah it was it was a big change having kids and realizing oh crap I'm not gonna be able to 
in my mind, it's just a little because when I was a single mom, I could still. Why make do you that think? It, why do you think it, it still can't be possible just because of the hours and going? Not in, in, during shows like I was before. Not okay. auditioning like I was before because that takes a lot of time and and it that schedule is well, Desi, you know very well. It, <laughs> it, it's all over the map, and my family and what we were doing that did not work for what we were doing. So I had to find a way to be able to still fill that part of me. What about creating your own platform? This is the career coach coming out at me. <laughs> what about creating your own platform? Would you be interested in doing a show, kind of how Dizzy did a couple months ago, your own show that is around your hours I think I would time? throw up. Um, you did you say throw up? It's so good, though. <laughs> you are very kind. I have to say that watching Desi go through that, I was so in awe of that whole experience and so like inspired by it because of the risk that that involves and vulnerability that that involves and you 100% killed that show it was one of my highlights of my life <laughs> um, thank you it seriously was on every level it was I think that there will be a time for that I would love that at some point it's just not where I'm at this point I'll help you produce it <laughs> I'm saying let's do it we're right here girl chat I will totally legitimately help you produce Girl it. chat, we're in June. We are manifesting this live. Boom! We are putting it out into the universe. Jessica Caravella is doing a I'm show. She's going to do her show. It's one woman be, show. Oh my goodness. It's going to be great. We're going to find a venue and she's going to create what she wants to sing and yep. tell us what she's going to do. We'll get a band. I'm telling we'll you. We'll let you know. I'll, 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 get, you, I'll get you a band, background singers. Of what I'm telling you, I will produce it for you. I would, can I just sing back up in your show? That you're gonna be doing. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> We're making this a goal. It's gonna be awesome. Give us a date, Jessica. By the oh, end of when are you gonna manifest this? <laughs> oh. You put it out into the universe on a podcast, and it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's happening. When you put it out, it's like a magic wish. When you put it out, it's like a Latin slam. Listen, Who folks. Knew? When you put it out into the world, it's gonna happen. Tell me. Ah. And our audience will keep you accountable. <laughs> I'll be writing in. So, when's the show? <laughs> Lord, what have I done? <laughs> but it is it is really hard when you feel like I want to be doing this, but what your situation is says it a little bit different. I had to find a way for me to still be able to channel that and still be able to. I couldn't. I am not one that can go in and not love what I do. I can't, I can't do it. That was my <laughs> two-day stint at <laughs> the major company. <laughs> Proved to be. so. But that's no. good that you took the leap and you were intuitive enough to understand that that, that was not making you feel good and that no. you needed to... There were some people there that just operated a little bit differently than I did. Yeah. I'm not a corporate kind of gal. Yeah. And, and I think that's beautiful. And again, it's okay to change. <laughs> and I know that it's scary because a lot of people listening might think, well, you know, I have kids. I can't just up and do that. But sometimes that is the drive that Absolutely. gets you to the next step. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is sometimes realizing that I have kids and I have a family. When you make that leap, you work so hard and you hustle like you never hustled before. That's true. What are you doing for your family when you come home and you're unhappy? Probably yeah. not being the best mom you can be right you know best person you can be you're just not um and and that I mean it was scary and it was hard because everything on paper said are you kidding me you have to stay here no yeah quality of life yes the quality of life yes and I actually went you know I spent a lot more time with my you know it just worked out it just worked out what is that book that you're reading god is it godwink 
Yeah. It's called When God Winks at You, and it's about how he feels that there's no such thing as a coincidence, that little things will happen throughout your life to let you know that that's God's way of winking at you. Squire Rushnell. Yep. Okay. It's in a fantastic book. It's great. It's a, It's got all these little stories in it, basically, and that's how it's told, is these different stories. It's, he tells his story a little bit, and then he talks about other people's, you know, different stories about how this one person went to this one place, and they just happened to be sitting next to this random person who... It's just little things like that or like, you know, oh my, this person I haven't talked to in a long time and then they called me, you know, because I was thinking about them or, you know what I mean? And so it's just fascinating about, because I used to always think, Bill always tells those stories about how things like that would always happen to him. And I thought to myself, I was like, that stuff never happens to me. I was like, why does that never happen to me? And he would always say, you know, it happens to you if you're aware enough to realize yeah. it. And I was like, maybe I'm just not that aware. Like I've always thought of myself as, oh, yeah, I think I'm pretty aware of things. <laughs> but then when that would happen, I'd be like, maybe I'm just really unaware. Like, is that stuff happening? And so when he let me borrow the book and when I was kind of going through this whole, I've been trying to read a lot more books lately and, you know, listen to a lot more music and discover different artists that really inspire me and like go to music concerts and like go and be surrounded by people who create and people who, you know, dancers and artists and just different things like that. And so I asked Bill and Robin if they could suggest some books for me. And that was one of the ones that he let me borrow because he had just finished it. And, um, and so I started reading this book, going through it, and it was right at the point where I was trying to decide what my next course was going to be for life and just kind of stripped down to everything of like okay went through all a bunch of crazy life things that yes um that <laughs> you that, you reverse engineered everything I yeah pretty much where I was basically brought back to who is Desi what does Desi want to do with her life what does Desi like to do who are the kinds of people that Desi wants to be surrounded by and what does Desi's life look like from this point forward? And so borrowed the book from Bill, started reading it and just kind of, you know, listened to it, everything that they were saying in the book and, and all kinds of stuff. And then at that point, I'm still kind of, you know, because for a long time, I really thought that I wanted to, well, that I should have been a musician, strictly only a musician. Mm. And I was like, you know, I, I mean, I guess like, a singer and a musician like I think I guess that's what I'm supposed to do because it's kind of the family business you know both of my parents are in the entertainment industry as far as being musicians and singers and so I guess that's what I'm supposed to do right but why does it feel so wrong yeah. I don't know why it feels like this is not my life and what I'm supposed to do like it just won't stick and so interestingly enough even when I did my show a couple yeah. months ago Brilliant. That moment for me was so surreal because I was like, I don't, it's almost like it wasn't me up there. It was me, completely and totally me. But at the same time, it wasn't me because I was like, I know in this moment that this is not what I'm supposed to do for a living. I'm not supposed to just be a singer and a musician. The parts that really fired me up and made me passionate were the parts where I was talking to the audience. You rocked that. And, and, and I just, and because I realized that that, that part for me was it, where I was like, I'm a storyteller. I need to tell stories for a living. This is the part that makes me passionate. And so 
I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I was like, yeah, daddy. <laughs> and so, so I was kind of like, okay, well, so, you know, I was going through that and trying to figure out my passion and, and life. And, and so I talked to my brother, who's also a musician, and I was kind of just <laughs> asking him things and just trying to pick his brain and saying, you know, like, how did you find your way? How did you, you know, just kind of forge your own path and not feel like you were forging our parents' path? And he basically just kind of was, you know, telling me different things about his, the things that he went through and different things that he thought of and all kinds of stuff like that. At the end of everything, he said to me, because what I also had realized over the course of that, um, cause I, I initially reached out to him because I wanted to ask him that. But then over the course of time, from the point I asked him if we could meet, I had already gone through the thought process of, no, you want to be an actor. You want to tell stories. So at that lunch meeting, I had that conversation with him to which he was fascinated by because he was like, wow, I mean, that's really cool. Like, I don't know that world. So I can't really offer you any insight into that side of it. All I can do is tell you from my experience of being in our family. And I was like, great, that's just as valuable. Yeah. But at the end of the conversation, he said something to me that I will never forget. He said, to be completely honest with you, I don't know if anything I said today helped you. I don't know if it will, if it won't, whatever it is. But the only thing you need to know is that if you want to do something, just go do it. You don't need anybody's approval. You don't need mine. You don't need our brothers and sisters. You don't need dad. You don't need mom. Yep. anybody's approval. You just have to be unstoppable. Ooh, good word. And I went... Okay, I'm taking that to the bank. And so from then on, on that was like... <laughs> do, do you know, we haven't talked, like we haven't done this, but you know that that's the name of my program, right? Of course it is. Yeah, it's Unstoppable You, Unstoppable Confidence for an Unstoppable Career. And we're talking about Godwins. <laughs> that's why I said it. <laughs> Again... That's, that's what I'm saying. So ever since I read that book, I'm telling you. So that was the first thing. So then that day I went to go see Bill and Robin because we were going to see Lion King at the Seagerstrom with Summer at the Center, which yes. is a program. Right. That we, yeah. So I get there and I'm like, you know, going through all this and I'm like, but is it right? You know, I just, I felt really fired up from that conversation that I had just had with my brother and I see Bill oh. and we're sitting there. And God love Bill. I love him so much. And and it not you know because I was at that point where I really had to rebuild myself. Not only was it a time of me saying, okay, well, who am I? What does Desi want to do? What does my life look like from this point on? It was a it was a time for me where I was questioning everything about myself. I was like, everything is wrong with me. I'm this way. I'm that way. I'm not successful. I'm this. I'm that. Like so many things. There was this big cloud bubble above my head saying all the things that were wrong with me because I had heard them. So, um, so, yes. so I'm glad you said that though, yeah. because you had heard them because I had heard them. And so I took all that in and said, okay, these are all the things that are wrong with me. How do I proceed from this point? And so I walked up to bill and bill was standing there and he stopped and he looked at me and he said, you're amazing. You're wonderful. You have everything you need and you need to just go do it. And I was like, Bill? I was like, and he was like, you know what? 
acting. That's your thing. That's totally your thing. And he was like, I could be way off base right here. And I was like, Bill, you are so on the nose. You have no idea. And that was a moment where I was like, here's another God wink. Like it was like, so from that, like from then on, and, and I know it's probably not after I read the book, but like, it made from, you aware. It made me aware yeah, of it. Yeah. Of like now I was starting to see those things or like I would go places or I said to myself, I'm like, gee, now that I know that this is what I want to do, I really want to find an agent. I was like, how do I find that though? I have no idea where to go. I was like, what do I do, God? And two seconds later, a commercial came on TV with a friend of mine from high school in it. And I went, I should call him and ask him just to go to lunch with me, to tell me how he went about the process, to tell me what he did to get from point A to point Z where we are now. <laughs> and I did that. From then on, he gave me some great insight. He passed my information on to his agency. I met with them. They gave me ideas to go to this other place. And then I went to that place, got some great tools and tips from there, met with another friend of mine who was like, hey, I did this really cool thing that you should also do. Then I met with him, went to the thing that he did, and now I have an agent. And it was kind of like, all of these things that were lining up that I was like, okay, all right. And a little scary and a lot bit terrifying. <laughs> but at the same time, I know that I am where exactly where I'm yes. supposed to be. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, all right. But like, sorry, all that from the God Winks book. But yeah, no, so but that's called When God Winks at You. And it was just so like that whole book just completely... Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, man. It was just like really cool of like being able to know and see that process and really get in touch with the passions inside of me and know, okay, this isn't what you, okay, you've been trying to make this thing happen with, you've been trying to be a musician, you've been trying to be a singer and okay, you're not really getting a lot of gigs and you're not really doing a lot of shows and all that, but okay, maybe that's not really what you're supposed to do but everyone says that you're supposed to do it. So you should go into the family business, right? And then once everything shifted, I wasn't walking in my parents' shoes anymore. They're mm. mine now. And so now I'm like, okay, now I know what I want to do. My shoes fit. They're laced up real nice and tight. Bunny <laughs> ears, all sorts of wonderfulness. And so it was like mind blown, but instant fit. Instant, instant fit. fit. Yeah. It was something inside of me that that was mine and that connected with me and who knows again 10 years from now like you say we all change like I could want to do something completely different but at this point in time I know that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I know that I'm doing what makes me feel alive at this moment mm -hmm. you wake up with purpose every morning yeah yep yeah wow that was really exciting to hear I remember her talking about that it was just it, it, it was pretty profound. I think that's important. You know, when you're watching all those signs that are saying, they're like, you know, God's little universe, whoever you want to call it, blinking, you know, go this way, da, 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 you know, <laughs> I just think it's awesome. You said something that's really, really pivotal. And you said that when you, before you went to talk to Bill, so for those of you guys that don't know, Bill is our mentor. Actually, he's mentored all three of us, myself, <laughs> Desi, and Jessica. I love him so much. He's, he's right. an incredible man. He runs the Young Americans nonprofit organization, and he he's just so full of love and wisdom, and he's really guided hundreds, th thousands, not yeah. hundreds, thousands of people around the world. Um, but when you said you walked up to him and you were doubting yourself, 
And you said specifically, it was all the things that people told you. That's what happens. That's what happened. Even if it's one person, <laughs> that's what happens to us. Yeah. And then we end up get we become something that we aren't innately, like who we are. We become something else. Mm-hmm. And you have to reverse engineer the process to get back to who you yes. are. Why do I have this doubt of, you know, not feeling good enough? Why do I have this doubt that, um, you know, I can't be in a relationship? Why don't I trust people? Why can't I get on stage and speak? Every single thought and limiting belief that we have about ourselves stems from an experience yes. that we've yeah. had in the past, whether it was positive or negative. And we hold on to those things and they manifest into us. And then we think that that is us. And then as, then you get to that point in your life where you're like, whoa, I am so out of track of who I am and who I used to be. And you start to rip down those walls that are, I am good enough, but this is where it came from. I was told over here that I wasn't good enough. This is where it came from. I remember, I accept it. Now it's time to release it. I am, I can get on stage and speak. You know, I was told when I was 17 years old in a high school class to sit down and that everybody laughed at me. And so I didn't do it since then. I remember that was the experience that created that feeling in me. I accept it and now I'm releasing it. And I just think that that's so pivotal because you basically just reverse engineered your whole thought pattern for us on this episode. And I know that everybody listening was probably going through the same thing in their head. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They were, they were going through that process of, that's so interesting that I have these doubts that somebody told me they created these doubts. Yeah. You know, think about when you're a child and you come out of the womb, even when you're two, three, four, five, you have no fear. Oh yeah. There is no, like you are bouncing off the walls. You are invincible. You do whatever Mm -hmm. you want. It isn't until somebody says you can't do that. Stop doing that. That they go, Oh yeah. And then they take that on and then they start doing it and then they stop then they think this and then they think that. Yeah. So that was beautiful. Thanks for sharing with us. So God's wink. God winks. God wink. Sorry. <laughs> I added an S. God wink. Yes. Uh, God, God winks. Or like God winks. So like, God oh, winks. that's a God wink or this is a God wink. Okay. Or, yeah. God But the wink. book is called God, God winks. winks. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> but God you can say, winks. I mean, you can say God's wink like, oh, that was God's wink or, oh, that was God's wink. Okay. Yeah. But the book is called When God Winks at You. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll have to buy that. It's really good. Awesome. Well, that was a really good episode. Obviously, it was well needed going into 45 minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> thank, thank you for joining us today on Girl Chat. Yay. Again, we will see you next month. So make sure that you lock it. It's going to be the first, first Friday of the month. Girl Chat will be released and make sure to join us every time from here on out (laughs) and send us questions if you have any questions if you want us to talk about something we'd love to touch base and kind of represent whatever it is that you're feeling thank you again for joining us we will see you on our next episode yay (laughs) that is the end of our episode if you enjoyed this podcast Please share it with your friends and family. You can post it on social media and help us spread the word. If you aren't already, you can follow me, Natalina, the host and founder of Rise Up For You, all over social media at Rise Up For You. You'll find us on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and 
Twitter. There's something new and different on every network, so be sure to check us out. There's a ton of empowering information that is being spread through our media outlets, and we want to make sure that you get the full benefits of it. Thank you again for joining. We will see you next episode. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Tomorrow.